This is On The Left Side, the funny football show. Manchester United fans must be wondering what on earth has happened to their team. They watched them last week go to the best team in the country by far and, and beat them. They then take on the worst team in the country at Old Trafford and get beat, beaten by them. Hey there, we're on another stroll through the ornamental gardens of football funny. Breathe in the beautiful scent. <gasps> Unless you have some kind of allergy, in which case, just hurry on through. Let's do this! It's finally happened. Man City have been crowned Premier League champions in an event about as unexpected as Jose Mourinho blaming a poor Manchester United performance on somebody else. Ironically, it was a poor Manchester United performance that in the end handed City the title as bottom of the table West Brom managed to chalk up as many wins as they've had managers this season, a grand total of four with an unexpected victory at Old Trafford. There's that new manager bounce that Alan Pardew had been looking for. Turns out Darren Moore had it. So, Q hastily put together celebrations from the blue side of Manchester as the club picked up their third Premier League title in seven years, whilst most citizens were sitting down for their Sunday dinner. Maybe that can explain the scenes at the Etihad Stadium, as local radio station Key 103 posted a video on social media that they described as fans flocking to their team's ground to celebrate the famous win. Wow, not seen that kind of excitement since my local post office expanded its opening hours. Can a dozen or so people really be called a flock? Still, it's a bit noisier than it usually is on a match day in the stadium. I'm not sure I've ever seen a sight quite so sad as a solitary man in a too small city shirt sat next to a blue flag singing Blue Moon. Opposition fans are always going to take the piss out of another team's efforts. But did Manchester City really need to give them as much ammo as they did on social media? To add insult to victory, the club had prepared a special musical victory video with UAE sponsor Etisalat that really struck a bum note. If you just threw up in your mouth, clap your hands. If you pulled a muscle cringing, clap your hands. If you're worried about the commercialisation of modern football and have genuine concerns for the future of the game, if that video made you cry a bit, clap your hands. Thankfully, there were some genuine celebration videos too, and that responsibility fell largely to club captain and man of the people, Vincent Company, who celebrated the result like a real football fan. And that's by getting absolutely leathered in the pub and standing on a table.
It's been a fucking long journey. Yeah. Especially as you've been a blue for more than 40 years in your yeah. There's more people in the pub with him than there were at the Etihad. It's a stirring, inspirational Churchillian speech from the Belgium defender. That's if Churchill had spent most of his afternoons drinking Stella and downing Jaeger bombs anyway. Oh, yes! I have to say, though, that given Vinny's recent injury record, you'd have to question the wisdom of chucking back a few beers and standing on a rickety pub table. Anyway, are we still talking about how Pep Guardiola has failed this season after winning the league with five games to spare? Or was that last week? Hashtag Fraudiola. Speaking of the great Pep, finally, after years of analysis and a season of discussion, the great British press have worked out exactly what it is that the Spaniard does that sets him and his teams apart. And it may surprise you. Here's a selection of cuttings unearthed by Football365 from this week's newspaper. From the Times, Pep is so relaxed that he regularly potters around the office at the City Football Stadium with his shoes off. From the Daily Mail, Guardiola is so comfortable that he is often seen walking the city corridors with his shoes off. And from the Sun, Guardiola's relaxed manner in which he wears just socks when walking inside the club training ground. I've come up with an alternative headline for all those stories. Man takes off shoes. If removing your footwear inside is the hidden sign of a footballing genius, then Manchester United should be tapping me up as the replacement for Jose Mourinho. I'm not even wearing socks right now. Again, the future of Jose at Old Trafford has been called into question after that result against West Brom. But the Portuguese was as bullish as ever after the game. I trust in my work, that is for sure. Eight titles are eight titles and three Premier Leagues are three Premier Leagues. And I know how to, I know how to win. Well, don't keep it to yourself for God's sake. If you know how to win, tell the bloody players because they don't look like they've got a clue. Share the knowledge, problem solved. See, the sockless genius does it again. Thinking about it, if you know how to win, it might be a good idea maybe putting it in a book or something, because I reckon there's a fair few teams in the Premier League right now who would buy that book, because they don't look like they've got the first idea how to get three points, and two of them met on Monday night. It was West Ham versus Stoke in the archetypal six-pointer, a game that made most football fans wish that the league only had 15 teams in it. But the pressure wasn't just on the clubs to see who was going to stay in the Premier League, it was also on West Ham stopper Joe Hart, who, after one decent game, seemed to be back in Gareth Southgate's good books, who was in the stadium to cast an eye over Joe's work and decide if he should be on the plane to Russia. Predictably, Hart put in the kind of performance that makes me think that maybe he's double booked the World Cup dates with a family holiday, and he contrived to give Stoke a glimmer of hope with a simple shot spilled right into the path of Peter Crouch, who tucked it away, in the process becoming Stoke City's all-time record Premier League goalscorer, with, uh, I don't know, what, four goals, something like that? The stats around Hart are even more impressive this season though. As Adam Bate, or at Ghost Goal, pointed out on Twitter, Joe Hart has made as many errors leading to goals this season as every other English goalkeeper in the Premier League put together. 
It's a level of incompetence that really has to be admired. Maybe you should try taking his shoes off indoors. <sighs> it was left to late substitute Andy Carroll to eventually pull one back from the hammers, resulting in possibly the match highlight. No, not his goal, his post-match interview for West Ham's official YouTube channel, which was inexplicably conducted by Danny Dyer. Andy Carroll, why is it so stressful watching West Ham? I don't know. It's just one of them right stressful nights. I'm stressed out, my kids are stressed. Everyone's stressed, but it's good to see you back on the scene, Cheers, sunshine. Mate. Good Cheers, to have you back, mate. Nice to see you again, Congratulations. mate. Congratulations, great Cheers. goal. Tell them, mate. It's less an interview and more a trail of Danny Dyer's consciousness. And it might be the greatest post-match interview of all time. If the players aren't going to say anything interesting, and they rarely do, let's just get the interviewers chatting to them like they're a stranger in the supermarket queue that's just got a bit too friendly. The two cameo performances from the fellow big men, Carol and Crouch, has resulted in some calls to get those two men in the extra legroom seats on the flight to Russia with England. And I have to say, I agree. I'd take either of them as the option in goal ahead of Joe Hart. That's it, finito. If you like the show, then please tell your mates. Do it in person, do it on the phone, send a text message, or do it on social media. If you do the latter, make sure you tag us in on Twitter, at OnTheLeftSide. Plus, if you enjoyed the show, then click subscribe. However you listen to podcasts, whatever app you use, and we'll get the next show to you as soon as it's ready, which should be Monday morning, just in time for your trip to work. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. On the Left Side is written and produced by Jim Salverson and Dan McGinley for Abrupt Audio. 